I don't care if it's a week, two, four, six, seven, eight. Who do we appreciate? LeBron James. That's who y'all got to start, start appreciating. And you got to stop disrespecting this man. You got AJ Brown, who's a legit number one. And you got Julio, who's a legit number one. One of them dudes got to get double teamed. Who going to get double teamed? And whoever gets double teamed, the other one gets the ball. I'm saying this with no pun intended, with full of pride. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Prideful Takes Podcast. As always, it's your boy Pride. I got Elena back with me. Her camera's down, but you still going to be hearing her voice. Yes, sir. Elena, how you doing today? I'm doing great. Ready for these NBA topics, ready to get going. How you doing today, sir? I'm 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 horrible. I'm horrible. I'm oh, not even going to look, man. I was, I, was, I was on the show earlier with Freddie. I even go home. Oh. He made me, me want to quit. This man, oh. this man, this man, look at him, look at him, look at him. Freddie, already come. <laughs> look at him. Look at him. I was trying to be a good noodle. I really was. I was trying to be nice. But then I, I beat up Freddie so bad that he had to go oh, get five man. people. I was oh, jumped. I was jumped and I still won. Let that sink in. I was jumped five on one. They try to say Kobe. They try to say Kobe was better than LeBron. Okay, see, see, this is why I should have been on this morning because I, I, I had the so back pride. I was I so upset. Back, I, had no, I had no backup, and I was like, you know what? Come on, come on. I was knocking him down. Freddie was adding people, and I was like, you know what? I'm still here. And I told him this. I told him this. When they come to their senses, and they come come over here, and they talk about, mm-hmm. they finally admit LeBron's the best, I'm going to tell them right now, I save the seat for them. But I'm yeah, saying, I'm but we keep the seats warm over here. I'm going I'm to be petty. I'm going to be petty. I'm going to bring it up for the rest of their life, bro. I'm going to be like, hey, yo, remember October of 2021? You thought Kobe was better? Mm-hmm. I'm going to be petty. But I'm not going to rehash That's that conversation. You. Freddie, you not, I'm not falling for that trap. We're going to talk about the other LA team, the Clippers. So, as, as yes, the, yeah, like, I don't know if you see SpongeBob. This is Winnie Hutt Jr. That that's why, <laughs> and like you know, what I mean that even 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 when the Lakers, even when the Lakers are trash, the, yeah, the, they were the, still the, bottom of the barrel. Yeah, yeah which is nuts. Like let, let that sink in. But Paul George is supposedly their knight in shining armor. Kawhi Leonard mm-hmm. is out, so I now ask because I I think this is a very simple um, question that people kind of still don't know the answer to. So I'm gonna mm-hmm. pose to you. Can, okay. can Paul George realistically carry this Clippers team to a top four seed in the East? No, he cannot. Mm. By himself, no, he cannot. Mm. Um, he needs he needs assistance. Paul George, Paul George is a, a player that, as good as he is, he still needs like he needs some something else. Like he needs there there just has to be another factor. It can't just be Paul George. Like we've seen we've seen the Paul George experience in Indiana and how kind of how that went. And when it failed, he kind of just kind of failed in the background and was just kind of putting the fingers. It was like, well, this person did do this and this person did do that. And it's like, as somebody that is supposed to be able to carry a team, you're not supposed to take on that mentality or have that, have that attitude. So I just don't, I don't think his game as it's currently constructed is enough to put somebody in the top four. See, now, could they make the playoffs or be even in the play-in? Sure. I could see that. If, if they don't have Kawhi, I could definitely see that. Now, but if, as far as the top force, especially the way that the West is right now, as competitive as it is right now, I don't see them being a top four seed with just Paul George. Now, if they have Kawhi in there, they could probably, you know, make some things happen. But just Paul George, I don't think by himself he could get it done. And I, I'm there with you because, look, they're, they're, you could, these are the teams that probably could end up as a top four seed, right? And mind you, <laughs> there's more than them. 
Yeah. yeah. And by the way, Freddie, talking about always, I every single time you ask me to be on the show, Woo, I've done. been oh, there. There you go. I've been go. there, Freddie. Fredward. I'm gonna call him Fredward. When he gets me mad, Fredward. Fred I'll call him Fredward every time he gets me tight. Listen here, Fredward. Every time you Fred need Fred. me to the show, I've been there. I will never run. I'm fat. I can't run. So Freddie, Freddie thinks Freddie thinks that he's like he, Fred, I'm gonna call start calling Freddie Freddie Krueger because he thinks that everybody is just <laughs> terrified of him and it's all in his head. It's in his dreams. Like I'm ain't nobody scared of you. Hundred percent. Let him know. But uh, back to the topic. Here's the thing. There's a few teams, a lot of teams that can make a case that they're gonna be a top four seed. Right. Mm -hmm. You got the Suns. You got if they can figure it out, potentially the Lakers. I don't think so, but if they figure it out, that's another team. The Mavericks is another team that mm -hmm. potentially could be there. The Jazz, the Warriors are playing that, so we're gonna get into that a little later. Yeah. You got mm -hmm. So right now, I'm looking at five. the Grizzlies. Don't sleep on the Grizzlies either. And that, that's another one. It, Denver. So it's Denver? kind of like there's gonna even be Portland, even though I mean they're not the greatest team, they can still make you know. You just never know. So so you see what I'm saying? So there's a lot of like. There's a, there's a, there's some, there's a, there's too many teams. Wait, did we say Utah? I think I did. Okay, okay. I said, uh, so I said okay. Utah, Golden State is still very much, yeah. you know, in that, yes. in that yes. conversation. Yes. It's going to sure. be the Mavs. I think the Mavs as a top four seed could potentially, mm -hmm. you said the Grizzlies, I don't think they'll be a top four, but I think between the five and six is going to be them. But we know okay. how the, we know how the West is where yeah. Yeah. between mm -hmm. two and seven is a game. So, you know what I mean? So, like, it, it's going to be too tight. And the, just the way I, I see this Clippers team play, I just don't – I look at man. Look look here. Freddie. Yeah, I'm here talking crazy. I don't understand what I – look, man. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. <laughs> Sometimes, Elena, when, when you say the truth, and some people can't, they can't accept it, they call you insane, right? Yes, another, yes, yes. Another thing when people call you insane, you see – I can predict the future, right? Mm -hmm. And I know a lot of things that's gonna happen. Mm -hmm. In the moment, I sound crazy, but in the future, I'm a speech, I'm a sound like a visionary. But you also, you also know that they say insanity is basically being a genius at the same uh, time. Uh, uh, genius and insanity. So uh, let them know. Let them know. But I mean, in, in, in terms of these guys, I just, I don't, I really don't see it. Uh, they'll probably, and I, a lot of people disagree with me when I say on this. But mm -hmm. I'm looking at it. I don't think I think this team is built for the play. Present. Yeah, and yeah, I could. Yeah, yes, that makes total sense. They they're they're giving me play in team at this at this particular moment. Freddie, no one can live their lives without you being around, Freddie. You know what, Freddie? <laughs> I'm gonna tell you this right now. Tonight you gonna hear it. I'm gonna pop. Oh in yeah, I can't wait to come on tonight. It's gonna be it's gonna, it's on and popping tonight. He watch, ready, Alina. He he ain't gonna have room for me. Nope. Now, nope. now who gonna be running? Who gonna be running? Mm -hmm. But it, look, I, I see like there's probably to be a top four seed. There's probably what five legitimate teams you can argue mm -hmm. outside of the Clippers. And again, missing their best guy. And we've seen this thing with Paul George when you when he's like he's like Avatar the Last Airbender when the world needed him the most. Mm -hmm. and, mm -hmm. and that's yeah. what he does. And I don't I don't trust him. Mm -hmm. I don't trust him. Look here, Freddie. I told you, I got you. I got you. Not next week, the week after, you and me, we're gonna have a we gonna have a long conversation. And it's gonna be one topic. It's gonna be a one topic three hour Ooh. conversation. Ooh. He knows the conversation. Oh yeah. Oh, oh yeah. 
he, oh, he know, he know. And I just want to, I'm not just be a viewer. I just want to, I'm going to be just like Freddie in the comments. Yeah, yeah, go ahead, I'm go gonna ahead. Hawk, I'm going to be hawking the comments. And for the first time, I'm going to have somebody have my back. Because Bishop, yep. you abandoned me. You oh, abandoned no, me. Bishop. Bishop, oh, he jumped ship? What? Yo, so quick. Uh, I, I, I was, I, it happened so fast, I was the last one to notice it. Oh, wow. It happened so quick that, yo, we had the conversation went 15 minutes deep before I realized Bishop abandoned me. I was like, it was so quick and so smooth. I was just like, whoa, Bishop. And they tried to come back on my side. I was like, no, no, no. Stay over there. Stay over there. Yeah, stay over there. I was like, I don't want to hear nothing unless y'all admitting. Y'all let him know. Tag him in it. Tag him in it. Let him know. Because he Mm -hmm. abandoned. And he he was, I'm telling you, he was smooth with it. I ain't gonna hold him. He was smooth with it. Cause like I said, he had me, he had me lost in the sauce for like a good 15 <laughs> me. But that's why they called him the bishop. That's what he do. Yes, sir. But when it comes to the Clippers, I just I don't I don't see it. You know what I mean? I think the uh, I'm gonna sound crazy, but I think even the Kings have the potential to have a higher seed. Than, mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I'm I sound crazy saying that. And I, I just the NBA is stacked this year on both sides. It really is. That, it's, I don't know what's in the water this, this year for sports, but it's just like everything is so competitive right now. Yeah, like there's no, there's no foreground conclusion of who's gonna do what in, in on either side, because there's just so many potential teams that can knock this. Like there's, there's just a lot of potential on both sides. So I think we probably have to get maybe a little bit more into the season to kind of um, solidify like who who the who's who is gonna be as far as like on the east and the west. But right. yeah, I mean, I I agree with you. I think Sacramento definitely would have a chance to actually get like an eight seed or even just be in the playing tournament then meet the clippers there like it's just it's one of those things like uh, yeah if they don't if, if Kawhi doesn't play a good majority of this season mm. the clippers are a playing team for sure i'm just glad you're finally giving Kawhi leonard some respect oh yeah I'm, no i mean they need yeah no they need Kawhi to get to get him there for sure like i'm not I'm not done. No, he's a superstar right he's a superstar right uh, no Ah, nice that. try. Not yet. Nice try. Oh, no. That was a good attempt. It was a good attempt. Uh, the Freddie was like the king. Stop it. Look, man. I'm gonna tell you this right now. Hey, um, what is they're, his they're name? Davion Mitchell. Bro, that's what I'm saying. I, listen, what I told you for my dark horse defensive player of the year, I got Davion Mitchell. I like this kid. This kid is, and I'm telling you, look, man. The Kings. They right now they're they they're kind of a borderline team, right? Well, not really borderline. Mm-hmm. They're gonna be a polarizing team. Yeah, it's gonna be. They're either gonna flame out again, or they're gonna be a sleeper. Do I yeah. think they're gonna run through the playoffs? No, not at no, all. No, yeah, no. I think they have a chance. I they think have a chance. Have, yeah, at, at least at least play in. At least mm-hmm. in the play in. You know what I mean? I or think right they on the cuff. They they're a lot closer than they were in recent years. We'll yeah, say. and and Freddie says while Luke uh, while Luke uh, Walton is the head coach, you don't think so? Look. I'm 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 a minority when it comes to this. I don't think Luke Walton is a bad coach. I don't think he's a great one, but I don't think he's a bad one either. I think he's a he's a solid dude who, if you build great talent around him, he can succeed. Mm-hmm. That's, how, that's how I look at him. I look at him kind Are of. Are you saying he's more of like a situational coach? Yes, that's how I look at him. Like if you give him if you give him young talent to build, can he build that young talent? Possibly, but in terms of like being like a Greg Popovich, or mm. I don't even want to say Brad Stevens because I've seen Brad do it, but at the same time, he kind of took his ball and quit. But yeah, him, yeah. Uh, maybe even a Mike Budenholzer or a uh, Eric Spolstra, where you they, they you see them kind of do something. Luke Walton's mm-hmm. not that guy, 
And, no. and you made it perfect. He's a situational coach where if if, if, if the perfect storm is around him, he can mm-hmm. do his thing. But if not, I don't see – and Friday, you said with the Boston talk. Is Brad Stevens not – was not was he not a good head coach? He definitely was a good head coach. So here's the thing with, with, with Freddie. Every single time, because he thinks I don't – he thinks I hate Kobe. I don't hate him, right? And he says the reason I hate Kobe is it all comes down to me hating him because I was a Celtic fan, right? Mm, I, think that's okay. I think that's unfair, right? It always comes down to him with uh, that I'm a Boston fan. Freddie, I hate you with passion. <laughs> uh, so we was he said he was he had we had one year. I disagree. I think every year he's been there, not only did he show improvement, but the team improved as well. Yeah, I just I think I think he's a good coach. I just don't think that he's he's not the greatest like galvanize the troops kind of coach. No, no and that that and was that's, and that's the that issue. Yeah, that's that the was issue his biggest problem where when they, you're in the end, yeah, yeah. No, you need, sure. he needs to be able to go at him mm-hmm. and say, yo, mm-hmm. pick your stuff up. And he kind of was just like a They'll figure it out. I have to. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah, okay to have that faith, but sometimes you're gonna have to, you know, get Press in that somebody's face. Yeah, like you got to get in somebody's face, kind of like and I, kind of, kind of what like Bill Belichick did with the Pages when he had time, right? Yes, yes. He knew. Or matter of fact, no. Let's stay, let's keep it with basketball. What Greg Popovich used to do to Tim Duncan, right? Mm-hmm. Tim Duncan would do nothing wrong, and he would yell at him to wake everybody up. And he specifically mm-hmm. picked on Tim Duncan because he knew Tim Duncan could handle. Yeah, and yeah, and Steven Jackson alluded to that. He was like, that was the one thing I respected about him because he got on his stars the same way he got on yes. his role players. Right. There was no favoritism. There was no, you know, I'm, I'm going to let this guy just do whatever. Like, no, everybody's right. getting the same, treat, same right. treatment. And I just think Brad Stevens wasn't, he wasn't always the greatest guy. I mean, I don't even think he really did that, honestly. I don't think he ever really challenged any, any of his players to like, you know, like you said, push that button and, and, and get everybody going. It's just, it's just amazing, Freddie. I just, I can't. He said every coach can't do that. And you're right. You're right. That's what separates great coaches from great coaches. Yeah, you're absolutely that right. is what separates them. You know what I mean? Like, again, Brad Stevens, I, I liked him. I liked him personally. I thought he was a good coach. I never really called him a great coach because when it comes to, like, the on the whiteboard, dude is smart. Mm-hmm. But then, yes, absolutely, also, yes, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's the emotional part, that second half that he really did. Yeah, yeah. That yep. makes you be good, and it brings you up to great. But I'm, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm not even gonna entertain Freddie no more because yeah, he's straight. He, he says yeah, he, he, in the comments. Here's the thing that baffles me, Alina. You and I are already saying this stuff. He then repeats what we say, and he says he teaches. Yeah, and then yeah, and then he uh, listen. This is this is what Freddie does. This is why you have to just understand that. He is, he's, a, he claims to be the teacher, but honestly, he's the student for real. Like, if we can just be honest, he's the student. We teach, we teach him more than he teaches us. Let's just, let's just keep it honest. Jesus, Fredward. Look here, Fredward. Yeah, Fred, Fredward is not, it's not looking good for you, Fredward. <laughs> so, Damian Lillard, I guess he's still loyal. And Bradley yeah. Beal, and I don't know how he's loyal. Like, this, this dude is phenomenal. What? Congratulations to that, but it hasn't brought them any success. I mean, I'm going to bring it to you. Who do you think should get traded? Like, who do you think should demand a trade? Do you think one of them or both of them? I'm going to go both. Um, I think Damian Lillard has to – and I listen, I respect the heck out of Damian Lillard for the fact that he's pretty much like, you know what, I'm going to just grind it out. I'm going to be loyal to one team. I'm going to have the, the mama mentality. And that's fine and dandy, but the problem is the mama mentality doesn't work in this league. You know what I'm saying? It doesn't work 
the way the NBA is right now. I There's just want to throw it out there real quick. I don't mean it. I'm just throwing it out there. You said the Mamba mentality is not going to work. I'm telling you right now, Freddie's punching his keyboard. He's going to say something about that. I guarantee Oh, that's And that's fine. That's just, listen, ain't, again, ain't nobody scared of Freddie. Mm. But, um, but anyway, like I'm just, it just, it just that whole being loyal to the one team, and I'm just gonna thug it out. Is not, it, it just, it doesn't work in today's league. Now, like I said, if he was in like back in the '90s, early 2000s, whatever the case, like that would be perfect. But right now, if it, that's it, that it doesn't matter. Like you know, what I'm saying you being loyal is you gonna, you're gonna average all these stats. You're gonna be an all star. That's a given. You know, you might lead the league in scoring, in scoring. That's a given. You might set records. That's a given. Winning a championship as with the Portland Trailblazers and CJ McCollum is not going to happen. So you might as well. Yo, you oh, here you here for you. Yeah, you Listen, got Freddie. Oh, he'll be all right. Um, <laughs> so yeah, he got to You know what I'm saying? He got to He he has to demand a trade. I know it's probably going to kill him to do that, but mm-hmm. he has to do that unless Portland can bring on another superstar, which I don't think so because Portland, unfortunately, is a small market team. Mm-hmm. Not a lot of big stars want to go play for go play in Portland. Um, and same and same thing with Bradley Bill with DC. It's like I understand, you know, you wanted to be like mentally tough, and I'm gonna just I'm gonna thug it. I'm gonna stay with one team, and I don't need. That's fine, but that doesn't work in today's NBA. It just doesn't. And like Bradley Bill, again, if he stays in Washington, it's gonna be another case of you averaging all these stats, superstar, even possibly Hall of Fame if you keep playing at the level that you're playing at. But do you? How bad do you want to win? Because if that's the case, you either you have to bring somebody to Washington or you have to go somewhere else. Which again, Washington is a small market team. Not a lot of people want to play in Washington. Yep. It's you know what I'm saying. So it's like, so it's just like honestly, for me, if I'm looking at both of those guys, I say both of them needed to manage right. Yeah. Um. I'm I'm with you. Um. Damian Lillard's kind of in the point of his career where he kind of you know now people are starting to knock him. For not yeah, like, for not exactly. He's, right getting, now, he's in that Chris Paul era of his right. Career. And again, Freddie, when you say do what Braun do, take the easy way out, that just shows me you're just <laughs> oh, trying to hate on LeBron. Because yeah. you even said it this morning when we were talking, Braun wasn't gonna be able to win there, be in Cavaliers the first time, because they weren't really giving him much. So he had they weren't giving him anything, and wasn't nobody coming to Cleveland, right. And not only that, he goes to Miami. He puts them back on the map because people people like to forget that. Don't, don't, mm-hmm. don't forget that Miami was going through some bad times before Bron came. Oh, you know what I mean? D-Wade. Mm-hmm. Look, I, I, I'm not even going to waste my time. If people say it's the easy way out, I don't know what to This is where I, I don't understand where this loyalty thing came from. I really exactly. don't. Exactly. I, I don't, don't either, understand. but I'm just I'm just use that as an example. But I don't right. either. Man, like I don't understand where that came from. Where if you leave a team, that is now bad on you. But at the same time, if you want to win, you need to do whatever you do. You need to win. Not only that, but that te- that same team could trade you for kibbles and bits, and it's like that's just business. Right. So it's kind of like <laughs> for me personally. I'm gonna tell you right now. Like if I'm Dean Miller, I demand a trade. Mm-hmm. I demand a trade. Absolutely. And, Absolutely. and if I'm Bradley Beal, same thing. Here's the thing. Yep. You can't say them demanding a trade is taking the easy way out. It's all, and no, hold on. And you said, hold on. You said, blame Braun on this. No, I'm not. Because at the end of the day, like you said, Elena, a, a team could trade you and it's business. Why can't right. a player take his career in his own hands? That's what I'm saying. And another thing, two people have to consider when it comes to LeBron and like the whole Cleveland Cavaliers. Cleveland Cavalier thing is that 
if you don't have an owner that's not gonna not only that's not loyal to you that doesn't really care about your your future success on top of the fact that he just expects you just because you're you're the second coming like you're just supposed mm-hmm. to just do it you just supposed to have it you just supposed to you're supposed to just have it because you from Cleveland, like you're never gonna leave. Like I don't really have to give you anything, cause you. I mean, why would you leave? <laughs> you right. know what I'm saying. And on and top so of that, we, and, and and here's the other thing. But before I let you wrap up, here's the other thing. Like, we also need to put it into context. We need to see where if, if they leave, where do they go to? For instance, exactly. Yeah, what would make Dam- the most sense? Yeah. yeah, like if Damian Lillard goes to let's say the 76ers, right? Mm-hmm. That they need a guy like Lillard so he can basically yeah, come yeah. and save the day and be that guy. If you mean the guy that'll shoot? Yeah. If he ends up <laughs> going to, um, a, like I don't know, like a, a team that really doesn't need him. Let's say mm-hmm. the Lakers, or let's yeah. say go a healthy Golden State. Like I think that's kind of what we got to look at him and say that he, you know, he's he's selling out or whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't think him demanding a trade and him going to a place where. He's the difference maker. He's the last. Yes, exactly, exactly, exactly. If they go to a place like that, to all of a sudden be like, oh, my goodness, he's sold out. I don't think so because, again, this is kind of where people who who, who take – I don't take loyalty to the match. I don't. don't. Right. And the reason being is because these these are the same guys, Fredward, who kill a guy (laughs) for not wanting to win. They were making moves to leave. To win, right. the same thing that you said he couldn't do. Right, and and I want to address this because he said this man said the Lakers should trade for Russ for Ben. This is actually what I said. That would be worse than okay. No, 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 it won't be. Just take 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 a take a ride with me. I said he, I said Ben Simmons is one of the people they should look for. And mind you, I said when this happened, not now. In like third, I think Freddie said in thirty to forty games, if this doesn't work out, should they consider trading Russ? I said they should. Yeah, sure. Right? Because that's and a waste said, of time. You that's right. enough sample size to know if it's gonna work. Right. And he said they should trade for Buddy Heel. And I said that's stupid because at this point, Sacramento probably A won't want nothing to do with you. And two, mm-hmm. if you think about it, you're, why would the Kings want Russ? They're a they're a young team, and he said mm-hmm. for pick sales, and it's like I guess, but at the same time, that's kind of going to make De'Aaron Fox feel some type because exactly and take the ball. So and Russ is set in his ways too, so exactly. you got to also consider that as well. Right. So my thing was, if you know, if you, I don't think, but he, I said a guy they should look at. That's exactly what I said. One guy mm-hmm. they should look at. So I'm not saying that they this this is the end all and be all. And right. no, and, and no, Freddie, that's exactly what you said. You said they should trade for Buddy Hill, and I said no, and you said it would make sense because they would draw tickets. That exactly what you said, Fredward. Which, which I don't. Which, since when did ticket sales become like a selling point as far as where a guy should go? Like I, I well, that's confusing to me. Like, I, and I, Freddie, that's my blowing. And real quick, Freddie, if I'm changing the narrative, explain. Like, tell me why the Kings would take Russ. Go ahead, and then I'll put your comment up there. I promise. But for me personally, I just think that's not a good. Like, I, it wouldn't make sense for Sacramento. And like I said, Sacramento's already bought her because they already pulled on the Buddy Hill trade before. So they mm-hmm. already did that, so they're kind of salty. But and see, he doesn't want to type it because he knows I'm right. Anyway, yep. mm-hmm. the reason I said they should go get a guy like a Ben Simmons, first and foremost, whoever they trade for shouldn't be a premier guy. He should be, no. at best, a third guy. Mm-hmm. And, and right now, where Ben Simmons is, he's a third guy. Like, if you put him mm-hmm. in that offense, and this is what I said, 
what I said was you're losing shooting. And that is true. You're going to lose mm-hmm. shooting, which is mm-hmm. funny because because somebody asked Freddie, where does all the shooting come from? And he said, oh, it comes from a group. So I'm like, all right, so then that 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 doesn't that doesn't mean and that's kind of confusing. And uh, Freddie, I'm gonna get there because you said we would have the same problem. Yes and no, and I'm explaining. With Ben Simmons, you don't get shooting. However, you get a legit floor general. You get a guy who can give you probably seven assists with low turnovers. You don't get mm-hmm. the same amount of reckless turnovers you get with Russ. And on top of that, you also have a guy who can hold you down defensively. The Lakers defensively right now is struggling. And I and you ask Freddie. Who is the what is the biggest problem? He said defense. So I'm like, if you put mm-hmm. a guy like Russ, uh, not nah, not Russ. If you put a guy like Ben, like yeah, in there, he can help. And I said it fits perfectly. The only uh, the only fit that it doesn't fit is in terms of shooting. That's really the only issue. But the way I'm looking at it is, if you have if you're looking at this, he fits every other hole. Like he help he helps in every other way. But shooting, shooting is really the only thing that he kind of doesn't have. And Bishop was making the thing was, do you if potentially him being there could make yeah. him develop a jump shot? And I'm not, I'm not. You bought some, Freddie. Explain yeah. how though. Explain how. I'm saying literally the same thing I said. The only difference is your voice isn't isn't drowning it out. Yeah, that, that part. That part. That's the most important part. Yeah, because because the thing is, they're thinking that because they're looking at it solely on shooting. And shooting, mm-hmm. Ben doesn't give you much. I get that. And, but mm-hmm. I said there's going to be times where where um, Braun wants to kind of just, you know, do his thing. And I, I want to hold on. Well, I got you, Fredward. I got you, Fredward. I got you, Fredward. Don't worry about it. We're going to get him in here. But here's the thing. Like, my thing is for me, and again, this is just me, mm-hmm. when it comes to – and again, I'm not saying that, that that's the only trade. What I'm saying – all right, Freddie, hop in here. Hop in. Oh, Jesus. You can uh, see. Now it's, Now the show's going to hell. Because this guy is about to just just about to be talking a whole bunch of nonsense and doing a bunch of yelling. You know what, Freddie? You know, you, you know what? You give, me, you give me Skip Bayless vibes. You give me Skip Bayless vibes because you just do a whole bunch of yelling. And you think that's because you be yelling, you're right. Right. Look, all I'm saying is it, it's not the best fit. But it's a it's a sensical fit. It still fits and it still works because you're plugging up a lot of other holes. And like I said, in terms here it comes. I'm I'm so glad. Hello, Miss Elena. How are you doing? Oh, oh Jesus. I'm, what up, I was sis? fine before you came. I'm just saying. How are you doing, Freddie? <laughs> oh, I'm good. I'm good. What's up, uh, Pride? What's, what's up, Fredward? How are you feeling today? <laughs> you so, know what? All right, so, Freddie. you going to say something I I'll say, please come correct. That's what I'm saying. Pose the question that you said. I asked 30, 25 to 30 games down the line. Mm-hmm. If the big three don't work from Davis, Russ, and LeBron, who do you think it's time to trade Russ and for who? Okay, okay. And- oh, hold on, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. Elena, is that not what I said? Yeah. I didn't say that. I didn't say that part. Did no, I, I say that I part? I just want to make sure we're on the same page. I just want to make sure. So that way, you know, I just want to make sure. Now, all of a sudden, so what did I mess up? Where did I mess up, Freddie? You messed up because you didn't add all the context to to the discussion. What I said was for a man like you uh-huh. and Elena, who have watched LeBron their whole career, uh-huh. knows 
this man strives on having another knockdown three-point shooter in that the corner. So why would you trade? You're going to trade Russ. Why would you get Ben, who you're going to have the same problem with, instead of going to get a Buddy Hill or even any type of three, knockdown three-point shooter? Because the problem, and this is the problem that I'm trying to explain to you, Freddie. I'm not saying Buddy Hill is not a good fit. He would be. And I'm not saying that you'll only go out and get Ben Simmons. What I'm saying is if they go to Sacramento, the only person, the only piece they have to give is Russ. That's pretty sure the, the only piece they're going to want to give up. That's they'd be the best player on their team. That's a bum franchise. The but, Kings are not no no top tier team. They can't be picky what somebody offers. Who the hell do they think they are? They can't because right now they're in a position of power. It, a power. It, yeah. In terms the last of last time they made to the playoffs, sir. See, but again, I don't think he means that. I don't think he means uh, that. I'm so glad I don't get to be the whole yo, Freddie. Now you get to see how what it power feels. they got. Mm-hmm. Now you get to see how it feels. Freddie. They just have they have the upper. They just have. Uh, I'm talking about, I'm I don't talking about think... in the trade. I'm talking about if you want to go, if if they want what's it called? Let's say, let's say right now the Lakers go. They call them and say, "Hey, Russ for Buddy." The Sacramento Kings are like, if you want us to take Russ, you're gonna have to give us money. They're in that position of power because you know what I mean? Like, you guys want – that's why I'm saying on top of that, you said they'll get Russ for tickets, correct? Like, because, you know, he's a big name. Yeah, nobody going to Sacramento game. He'll sell out down there. What are you doing? But my thing is, what if they they don't want Russ for that? What if they just kind of want to keep developing the young guys they have? That's the thing. Sacramento is ready to get out the basement. They're ready to go to the playoffs. But Russ, I don't know if Russ will take them there. I don't don't know. We've seen him take – yeah, I mean, we've seen, but as constructed, they might they might be in the plan. I I don't know. We've seen we seen we've seen Russ take bums to the playoffs. It was uh-huh. like I was telling Mike last night. Let's not forget that uh-huh. this man did take that OKC. I believe is a top four, top five seed the year that he did it. Uh, they were they were fifth and got bounced in the first round. Yes, I remember that. All okay, I'm so saying, what? What are the, the Kings are going to get bounced out the first round too? So what does it matter? I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Look, all I'm saying. Go, uh, later, Freddie, real quick, Freddie, since, you, since you brought up Mike, you're going to leave Mike alone, too. Hey, you're going to leave Mike alone. Leave Mike hey. alone. He just living his best life. Let leave Mike alone. Look, all I'm saying is if you get Ben Simmons, a lot of the holes you have on that team gets plugged up. Like, you, they get stopped. Not now, really. I understand shooting. Defensively, yes, they help you. He helps you tremendously defensively. A guy that can consistently guard one through five. And on top of that, a guy who without a jump shot still giving you 15 points per game, he's going to be the third guy. When LeBron wants to just be like, okay, I want to focus on scoring, you now have Ben Simmons to just run the offense. And on top of that, for all you say, oh, they're not going to shoot. I understand that, but then he'll just drive and score because he's very efficient. And the thing, I'm not uh, uh, the thing the is, Ron, Ron ha- the thing is, the Lakers have shooters. They just need to they need to figure out rotations. That's their problem. It's, and Wayne Nelson is mean, hurt. They have. They have what, see, and, and they that, have, that comes to my point because they have shooting around them. The 76ers yeah. kind of was like, it's better, but when you put Ben in a situation where he's the mm-hmm, last guy in a big mm-hmm. three, it's like, okay, Ben, for a couple possessions, you're just gonna go out and play defense, and then we'll have Braun run it. We'll have Bron- and he has good off ball movement, so it's not like if he just it's not like he's just gonna be standing there or something like that. Like, he'll be able to do backdoor cuts where Braun can find him and you know, and feed him and take care of him. So, all I'm saying, all I'm saying. It's not as crazy as you guys want to make it seem to be. It is crazy. No, it's not because, again, the only issue with it is Ben Simmons doesn't shoot. And again, no, that's not the only reason. He has no heart. 
He uh, it's not even that he don't he can't shoot. No, okay, it's that no, he don't shoot. Hart doesn't no, that doesn't come into effect when you're the third guy. How do we yeah. know? How do yeah. we know he won't be in a situation where Trey Young had to go and he won't shoot? How do we know? How do we know that? Because we got two other guys that will. You got two other guys that will. <laughs> exactly. But well, what if he's in position that he has to do it? We don't know what the, the scenario that game will be. If he can't make it in Philadelphia, he can't make it in L.A. He need to go to Cleveland. He need. But when Joel Embiid what no, 100%. When Joel Embiid was Detroit. Hold on. When Joel Embiid was out, Ben Simmons cooked. He was cooking people. So to pretend like like Ben Simmons can't sometimes hold it down? Sometimes. What about all the time? Okay. All the time. The we, we pay you all that money for you to be a soft-minded. Freddie, as the third guy, you, you don't, don't always have to hold it down. As the third guy, that's the point I'm trying to get you to say. On this team, you might. You know why? You know why? And why? Can I tell you why? Why? Dude, we don't know what's going to happen with LeBron injury. We don't know if he'll get hurt down the line. I mean, it is a. Let's not act like that's not a possibility. And, and you ready to hear the funny part, Lena? You ready to hear the funny part, Lena? We're talking about injury and thinking Russ is going <laughs> to save the day. Who is injury prone himself? Mm-hmm. So again, as, as you well, didn't hear. You didn't hear one well, thing. You you're talking out as, your ass yet again. You as, didn't hear as, one as thing as, I said. As well as Anthony Davis, we can't forget Anthony Davis. You didn't hear one thing I said. You didn't hear one thing I said. You said the bid do not have to be the third option to do it every day. I said he might because we don't know if Russ, AD, whoever's going to go down, he might have to turn into be that number two option. We don't know. We him do that. Listen, I'm going to put it to this way. Elena, when I jump shot, the kids after giving you the 50 50 points per game. Yeah. That's not a jump shot. So, yeah. the, like the kid for, for a stretch, if Braun goes, yo, man, I'm up for a week. To pretend like Ben Simmons can't hold it down for that stretch is bugging. No, it's that's not bugging. bugging. I'm it going off what we've seen. This and dude, a, this yeah. dude is a weak-minded individual. And, he haven't got better since he got in the NBA at all, and he don't want he don't want to get. And that's better. what I'm saying. Ask and I'm not even going with the is, you, have to, you have to consider this as well. And I, I think that you, I don't, I think you might have touched on it prior, or maybe you did. It's that when you're playing with a guy like LeBron James, like you said, Ben being Ben being a third option is honestly the best option for him. Mm-hmm. Because look look at when he I mean I mean look at look at the third options that he's had. They've all excelled. They've all succeeded. They've all been great in their own right. And LeBron James is one of the best passers ever. So it's like I'm not gonna say play. ever. He's one of the best ones, but I said that's what I just said. That's what she said. You said ever. No, I said, I said you said ever. Said no, you said ever. I heard you. I said one of the best. Okay, ever. that's what I said. Okay. One of the best ever. Okay. Yo, Freddie Harvey, right? So bad. He, he want to be right because you're wrong. Because I know what I said. I said I'm liking this troll role, bro. Like, hey, anyone, I've never tried anyone, this route, but I'm just, I'm, hey, I love it. All I, I was all saying, saying, LeBron is one of the best. Pat, one of again, Freddie, one of, one of, one of, one of. One of the Stay best. Better. Say it louder next time. Thank you. In 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 the NBA period. So he's gonna put Ben Simmons in positions where he knows he can be successful. He's not gonna why haven't he, he done that with Russ? Because and I I'm explaining why. We're trying to explain it. Hold on. Exactly. You you the reason he hasn't done it with Russ no, is simple. Russ has never been like Russ needs to be that guy. The way Ben Simmons is playing right now, he's playing like a number three guy. Mm-hmm. Like, if you look at how he plays, he plays. You like always got an excuse, Pride. You can hear the no. goal. How is it? You always move it. How, but how, 
you answer his question, he don't like the answer. He says you're moving the goal. Exactly. You know, you don't want you you don't want to say this man's a weak minded individual that don't want to get better at his game, that do not want to improve. That's a he, consensus. But he doesn't That's a consensus. Exactly. The thing, the thing is why why it's gonna work is because he doesn't want to be a Russ. Ben doesn't want to be a Russ, and he doesn't what's have wrong to be with being a Russ? Laker. You, you don't have be, to be the. You, because what's wrong with being what what's wrong with and, being and a with Russ the Lakers? in this in this position? Problem. Exactly, because what's wrong with being a Russ in this position is that you don't know when to turn it down. Like I always say about Russ, and I love Russ. Russ' greatest strength is his is his greatest weakness. Mm-hmm. He don't know how to turn it down. You don't mm-hmm. have to go a hundred miles per hour every no. single time. You don't have Talk. to be the guy to shoot the ball every single time. Sometimes it's okay. I just wish he gives some of that to Brown, where he can go hundred percent every time. Sometimes Sometimes no, no, you, you say okay that until it costs the game, until his energy costs you out of the game, and all of a sudden. Is, no, LeBron quit. I'm, I'm tired of quitters on my team, man. LeBron doesn't quit. This is, he, he quit. He quit Friday night. Last Friday night, he quit yet again. He He's the same he, team he did he in the mad, playoffs. He mad that LeBron didn't give a no heart in the third in the third game of an '82 season. Yeah, he LeBron, gave up. The, the LeBron we don't like bad habits in LA. Listen, please. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. <laughs> you don't like bad habits in LA, but you're defending Russ, who is a habitual bad habit maker. Well, I know one thing about Russ. He's never going to cheat us with effort. And that's I, one thing I know. Well, okay. That's one thing I do know. But here's and the that's problem. Fine. Yes, yes, yes. That's no, the one thing I do know. Here's the problem I have with that. I don't like effort when you know what you're doing with it. If you're hello, telling me hello, a big fan like Joel, like, like, here's the thing. If Jonas Valanciunas gives me the effort, you're not going to see him chucking up threes when he sucks at three-point line. You're not going to see him do that. I don't want It's that. not about that. It's about showing effort. He don't show. And the problem with that is you can't sit there and say, in the same breath, I like the effort, but then the effort is being applied wrong. That's I like strate- I like strate- I like strategical effort. I don't yes. like misplaced effort. Okay, like, well when this a form, when it's well when it's when when the team going on on offense on on defense and they, he not chasing back, then then talk come talk to me. And that's fine, but what, what, hold on, no, 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 that's not fine. fine. He did that same crap in the playoffs last year. No, but hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. With half an ankle, but are we gonna stay here? No, 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 no. That ankle was fine. He was dunking on people. He was dunking on people. I don't want to hear about no ankle. It was fine. Here's here's. I don't want to hear nothing about no ankle. Here's the part that baffles me. If you go look at Russ's tape, you've seen him, and your words, give up before. When. Just gamble on a steal, miss it, go half court, stop, and watch the play unfold. I've Absolutely. never seen that. I've, I've never seen that. that. I've never that. seen that. But I've, seen, I've seen, seen LeBron come out there Houston. passing the ball. You've never seen Houston. And again, you, you haven't seen Houston basketball. You haven't seen Wendell basketball. You haven't seen OKC basketball. Um, you do realize in Houston that he was having a good year until the playoffs where he pulled his hamstring. You do realize that, right? Nobody, oh, nobody, everybody oh. failed to realize that. Oh, but he was, still dunking on people. he was still dunking on people with a pull of hamstrings. So. No, no, he was not. He was a spot-up yes, shooter. No, go no, go no, watch the right. film. He was a spot-up shooter. Go watch the film. And on top of that, Freddie, I love Russ how you brought up. Go watch the film. Go do your research. Russ ain't never been a spot-up shooter. A day in his Everyone life. Is like, he couldn't move. Go do your research. I'm not even going to go with it. This is my thing. This is my thing. And I'm glad you brought up Houston. Go do your research. Here's been the problem. You look at Russ, right? Russ, the best team success he's had, he's had ever since Katie left him was where? In Houston. That's the best team success he had, right? Ever no. since Katie left. No. How? I said the OKC team when he took him to the playoffs. 
That Houston That's team good, didn't leave up. That Houston <laughs> team did not live up to expectations. Cut him out the cut him out the feed, please, Brian. For you to sit there, hold on, hold on. Now don't go nowhere, Freddie, because I, I I need to be able to say this, right? The Rockets made what the the in the bubble? What was it? The the finals or the semifinals? The the semis. Semis, and that's the yeah, because they lost because they lost they went to the second round. That's the semis. So, yeah. yeah, they lost to the Lakers. And he's been a first round exit since the semis. Mm-hmm. So here's the million dollar question, and Freddie, I want you to answer it. The most team success he had was in Houston. That's the furthest he made it in the playoffs. That's not his best success, though. But I'm talking team. How success. can you say that? Team success. That wasn't his team. That was James Harden's team. Team success. Was that not his team or James Harden's team? At yes or point, no? It doesn't make any sense. At yes all. or no? Sense. He was, exactly. He was a part of it. And he was exactly. a very big, he was a prominent part of it. It, it, it. I don't understand what you're trying to say. He was on that team, right or wrong? Yes. What, was he? he not, did he not have a hamstring injury? Yes or no? Was he still dunking on people with that hand? No, he was not. Yes, he was yes, a spot-up shooter. Go do your no, research. He was still please. driving. He was, he he was still, still driving. Come on, please. No, he was not. Because they were asking, like, what's going on with Russ? Yeah. You got you to go do your research, no, man. You want to know why he started shooting? Because LeBron literally was letting him bring the ball up and no. LeBron was him at the Elena, floor. Elena, don't let him take you away from your ethics. Because, he, because you know, he don't do the research. But I know you better than that, sis. I know you better than that. Don't, 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 don't. Let him persuade you to the, the, the dark side. Problem is, I do the research. You just don't like the facts I'm spitting. No, the dude had a bad hamstring. It was reported the whole series. It's like, why is Russ taking No, 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 but you said that doesn't matter. You said it doesn't matter because LeBron had an ankle, and you said it didn't matter. He didn't have a bad ankle. He was dunking on people. Russ, he wasn't doing none of that. He quit. He had no heart. That's who your king is. People were asking what was wrong with him because he was the king. That's the way, Freddie. The same king. The same king that you called the goat, Freddie. He's not the goat. He's not the goat. He's not. Nope. Nope. He's not the goat because he quits. Yeah, he 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 showed he showed the same flashes like he did in Dallas. Quit. He quit. Boy, you sound you sound about crazy. You sound crazy, Freddie. Honestly, you sound honestly, crazy. Freddie. Real question: Do you wake up every day and say, "How blasphemy? How much blasphemous can I spit 100%. today?" Like, no. how, do you do you? I feel like I feel like you are you are Skip Bayless. Like, I feel like you and Skip Bayless. Yes, the difference. Yes. The difference. Up, no, the difference is, I love Braun. I love no, what the no, man no, stand no, for. I love no, him as a no, player. No, 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 but no, let, we got to call a spade a spade. The dude quit from time to time. You wake up every day and say, you know what? What is the most trolling statement I could say to get people talking, to get people wow. arguing, to get that people to normal, get under people's actually. skin? That comes normal. I don't want to go what, see anything what, about it. What can I do to do that? And I feel like you just you just find a way every single day, Fred. It's honestly a great skill because, wow, like you, Elena, you do it every day. You know what I think every is funny, Elena? Day. I had to come on this man show, riled oh, him go. up. Here you go. Here I had to go. come and call him out. And I'm surprised he allowed me on. But you know what? I've been trying to get on your show, Elena, but I think you your viewers not ready Here, for me. Oh, wow. Your viewers not ready for a person like me to put you down like that. Because you know what? Because I come on the show, they say, that man really know what he's talking about. He really smart. I don't think they're ready for somebody like me. Freddie, Freddie, you can't. Y'all going to make me start my own podcast. Freddie, you can't. 
Freddie, you can't put me down. I'm not a dog player. You can't put me Ooh, down. No, I never, I never put you down because I'm going to hype you up because I believe what you do. But you let people like this man next to you pump at you in a whole nother situation, Elena, because a lot of stuff that you normally say be spot on. But you been hanging around this man and talking <laughs> to go, him and stuff, go. and he didn't persuaded you to a whole different person. <laughs> Matter of fact, I'm, I'm, I'm glad you're here. I'm glad you're here because I want to call what you little Lakers talk, right? You're one of the people who's been calling from Frank Vogel to get fired. You've been leading the charge. You've been don't do that. Don't do that, Elena. Hasn't yes, he been one of yes, the people? Yes, absolutely. Don't do think, that. Think, don't think, do think, that. No, talk about oh, he changed the heat. He switched the Anyway. Do you think that the LA should move on from Frank Vogel? Here comes the flippity foppers. Watch, watch. <laughs> Depends on who's out there. I mean, you do have a David Fisdale on your bench. Um, my key, I would have, I think, to be honest with you, think about it right now. The biggest loss for the Lakers is losing Jason Kidd to Dallas. Um, that was a guy that um, LeBron and him had a great relationship. They, you know, trusted one another. Uh, they played on the Olympic team together. Um, Jason Kidd's offensive mind is just as open as um, LeBron. Um, only thing Jay Kidd don't have what Frank Vogel do is the defense. Well, apparently the personnel is nothing but offense. Well, you know, you kind of would like to have an offensive-minded coach where you can kind of put, you know, Russ and Bron. Because I'm not worried about AD. AD going to be AD. It's really between Russ and um, Bron that you got to figure out Okay, who's are you going to stagger rest minutes? Are you are you going to you know? And that's what I think Vogel's trying to do. I don't know if you guys noticed yep. in the in the first quarter, come like they played Russ like five six minutes and they put him on the bench real quick. Then let Russ run the second unit. I think that's going to be a lot more of that. Uh, I think it's just going to, to figure out how they're going to make that fourth quarter work, honestly. But man, I say 35, 40 games in. If we don't we're not seeing. I'm not talking about the offense. I believe they're still ranked number two offense. That's crazy to believe that right now. Um, I, if they can't figure it out on the defensive end, mm-hmm. on how I'm not saying they need to be like these last couple years, be the number one, top five. They yeah, just need to be. They they uh, they just be top ten, okay? Because I, I, this play, what I'm saying. Reason I say that top ten during the season and in the playoffs, you get down to top five because this team is built for the playoffs. Um, that's, that's what, that's what I'm saying on that. So if they don't get to the top 10 on defense about, you know, 25, 30 games down in the season, depending on, you know, do you trust in David Fisdale or what coaches out there that you can trust to help them, you know, bring this team together and, you know, a team that, you know, Russell, Russell buy into, Brian will buy into, and I mean, it's, it's a tough, it's a tough situation, honestly. Maybe, maybe they go on Genie, go out there and put some of that on, Genie magic on on Phil Jackson and maybe get him to come out of retirement. <laughs> not Genie magic. I'm not, it's, I just find it funny because would y'all like Phil Jackson as a coach though? Like would like no, I would no, like no I would not 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 the coach of Bron because right. I think him and Bron don't really have the greatest relationship. If you if you recall, um, when, oh, when the phony Jackson comment. Made, yeah. No, yeah, the the phony and the whole posse comedy. Yeah, that's what I, I meant. Think, posse, yeah, yeah. yeah the, no. And Brown was a Brown was a feeling that, so that wouldn't really make any sense because I think Brown Brown is a guy that don't forget. Right, and on top of that, having Phil Jackson coming uh, coming coaching this team, I don't think that would actually work out because, frankly, look, I'm like, do I think Frank well, Frank Vogel should be fired? No, not at all. But if he does get fired. Why wouldn't you give the job to David Fitz, uh, David Fitz, who everybody not only loves, 
But he was Oregon good. Self was. Yeah, he's a, good, he's a great coach. Yeah, like, I, listen, yeah. when he got kicked out of Memphis, everyone in their moms, outside outside of that organization, knew Fitz got done wrong. Yeah, he got yeah. it. Absolutely. And he was going to get another job. I wouldn't even mind Phil Handy. I like Phil Handy as a coach as well. I like Phil yeah, Handy too. Like, yeah, Phil Handy is a good coach too. Yeah. And he's been around with Braun for a while now too. So. Right. Mm-hmm. But again, yeah. it all really comes out, like you said, for the defensively. Frank Bogle was a defensive-minded coach. But the problem is if you don't have that defense, if you don't have the personnel, you can't do nothing. Look, Tom Thibodeau is one of – considered one of the greatest defensive minds in basketball. Mm-hmm. If I'm mistaken, I think it was his first or second year with the Timberwolves, they were ranked – and like, like one of like the bottom five teams in defense, he just didn't have the personnel. So I think that's kind of what it really mm. comes down to. I feel like if he had, honestly, if they had a ball stopper, I think that I think it would look a little different. Because the problem mm. really isn't the paint. Because listen, well, they, yeah, right. no, they they do. I mean, because there's a couple players right now, the key players that I feel like for their team that that is currently missing. Right. As far as on the defensive mm-hmm. side of the ball, so it's definitely going to make a difference. As far as like Wayne Ellington, we got, you know, Trevor Ariza, like, um, not only, tra- um, um, what's the, uh, Avery Bradley, like when those guys kind of get, um, currently constructed back into the, the roster, I think it'll make a difference on defense. My problem with Frank Vocal, though, is that his rotation as a coach, you have to know that Russ and Rondo is stupid as hell to put together on an, on the floor at the same time. But that I, makes think, no, I think no, Pride no, no, said no. this. It makes, it makes no sense to have both because you have two guys that aren't great shooters. Well, I think Pride said this. I you think, know what I mean? Like, it's just I think Pride said, said this. He did that to kind of make Russ be at the two, let him kind of score a little bit more. Yeah. Then worrying about but you the, know, the, pro- the problem with that is, is Russ isn't consistent enough. The only thing is, like, they have him, so they need to figure out how to make him fit. Like, I'll be honest. Yeah. With you. If yeah. I was running the Lakers organization, I don't care how mad he got. He's, for me, he'd be coming off the bench. That means yeah, for sure. Who would have that conversation with him, though? Huh? Bron. Who's, who's going to have that conversation? It would have to be Bron. It's got to be Bron. It'd have to be either. This is how the conversation would have to go. Because if, if Frank Vogel says it, Russ probably won't respect it. Genie's going to have to going to. It's not even probably about it. He's not going to. But here's what they should do. It should be Frank Vogel there. Maybe Fitz, if, 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 you're, if you're thinking about having him in. Genie, Bron, and AD. Honestly, I think it, I think and I think you're right about a couple, and I would I would exclude some people. I would if it was me, I would do Bron, AD, uh, Fitzdale, and Phil Handy because those are guys that all can relate to Russ. No, 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 that's not that's not why I said that. I'm gonna tell you why I said Frank Vogel. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. You're gonna have Frank Vogel tell him the news. Then, if he has an issue from it, he has backup in not only LeBron and not only Anthony Davis and Jeannie Buss. He has like Frank Bull is gonna have some backup, so Russ is gonna have to be like, "I right, fine, it is what it is." That's how I'm looking at it. Because the thing is, look, Frank Vogel is gonna have to say it, and Russ won't respect it. But if you have other guys behind him saying all at the same time saying, "Russ, come on, bro, you have to come off the bench whether you like or not, bro. Like we gotta make it work." I feel like that might that might give not only Frank Vogel some respect for him saying it. But it might resonate a little better throughout. I don't know. That, that's I got just, two things. Yeah, I, I got, yeah. I, 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 go ahead. Go ahead. I got two things. Do you do you not think you may you know they had you know him AD Bron they talked in off season. Do you might think that maybe did not come up at, at all? I mean, no, I mean that I could have been, been at least one scenario that possibly. Oh, I don't think so. I I think right now how they're playing. It, to me, it looks like they never had that conversation because if they did have that conversation, 
Russ would have been on the bench by now if that was a conversation they had. I don't think that's a conversation they had, and they're kind of forcing it because in their minds they're like, well. But I think it's a little bit too early to put him on the bench. I think you still got to give him like that 10, 15 game. Because, yeah. I mean, let's be honest, him and Braun really only played two games together. I mean, mm-hmm. they haven't uh-huh. really, you know, so let's, you know. If you want to go that route, that's fine. But my thing is, look, Russ is not going to really want to come off the bench. I don't, I don't think that they ever had that conversation. If they did, then we'll see how it plays out later. And then my other yeah. thing is, it's the Russ. Like, bro, it's like when Dwight was here the first time. Like, man, you have Shaq, you have Kareem. Like, you have all the greatest big men to work with. Russ. Magic Johnson is in the city, like one of the greatest point guards to ever lace it up. Like that, he complimented you, bro. Like he went out of his way to compliment you. Like right before he stepped down, he complimented Russ about the triple doubles thing, and he was like, "Oh, he's he's a hell of a player." So I'm pretty sure if Russ were to reach out to Magic, he would get a response. Yeah. But then, why, my, my question is, do you think the Lakers should reach out to Magic? Say, hey, can you come and kind of like put Russ under your arm, like kind of mentor him, maybe. kind of give him some advice, some kind of teach him? I don't, I don't think that would be a bad idea. I, what I would do, I wouldn't reach out to Magic first. I would sit down with Russ and say, "Hey, Russ, how would you feel spending some time with Magic and you know, you know, chopping it up?" Yeah, but see, see here's the thing. Yeah, that's when I would bring in Magic. Because the thing is, if you go to Magic first and Russ goes, "Yeah, he's cool and all, but I don't want to learn anything." Now we're at a moot point, and we've seen Magic. Yo, if you don't want me here, <laughs> I'm going. Like we've seen and, him. Like, and, and, and see, and, and the the fact that you bring that up. Uh, um, probably is why I don't think Frank Vogel should be the one to deliver the news to, the news to Russ because in Russ's mind it's gonna be y'all talked about this before you came to me so it's it's wow. gonna be it's he's gonna because Russ is that kind of dude he 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 his mentality is very much like street code so it's like if yeah, you he bullheaded he he bullheaded <laughs> so it's like if you if you go in there and you have Frank Vogel lead the charge and you got Braun and AD behind him like yeah man you should. To him, how he's gonna process it is not like, oh, this. I think it should be Bron him one on one. Yeah, that's that's what I'm saying because he's gonna process it as y'all was talking about this prior to y'all coming to me, so y'all been talking behind my back basically, and that's how he's gonna. That's how he's gonna receive it. That's why I said it should be Bron, AD, Phil, Hannah, and Dave Fisdale because then at least. And not, or, I mean, even not even have to be them. It could even be Brown and AD because at least it's like, okay, these are these are my teammates. These, you know, they came to me as men. I can respect that a lot more than you bringing this guy in and having him lead the charge. This house should be behind him, and then y'all confirming what he's saying because, like I said, to him, it's gonna be like, well, why didn't y'all just come to me? Why did you have to bring him? In? You know what I'm saying? Time. Like that's that's, but that's how Russ that's how Russ thinks. That's how he passes. Right, but at the same time, and I'm gonna let you go, Freddie. But and this is the question I'm gonna pose to the both of you guys. Shouldn't Frank Vogel, he is the head coach, shouldn't he be, like, you know, being the one to tell Russ? Because at the end of the day, because no, no. he needs to earn his stripes. Because so some people no. believe, I think, Freddie, you're one of them, you feel like he still hasn't earned his stripes in terms of being a Laker coach. No, he's. I, mean, I believe he's a good coach, but he's not a great coach. I just don't think he's a good coach for this team. Like, that championship team, we was defensive-minded, dog, you know, that dog mindset. He was a good fit for that team. So I just don't look at him how I described Luke Walton, a situational coach. Exactly. exactly. Okay. Okay. I'm not going to lie. I was one of the ones that the, I, I love Luke Walton. I like Luke Walton, one of the young coaches. I didn't, me personally, I don't think the Lakers really gave him a fair opportunity because if you expected that year when he was LeBron's first year coach to take that team to the playoffs, Braun went down. Um, Ingram went down. I mean, we was winning. Now, like, yeah, we was winning. Yeah, so it, was like, a, it was a lot. It was a lot going. So I'm yeah. like, 
how can you expect? I believe that whole magic thing kind of convinced Jeannie to go in a different way. And it was really emotional. They had to make some choices because that was the first year Brian there. You didn't want him to, you know, lose. You know, you didn't want to lose Brian. You didn't want to lose the AD deal. I mean, it just had a lot of things, you know, going where Jeannie had to make a decision, um, and which I'm glad, you know, uh, that she made the decision because um, Jeannie. One thing, Tom Jeannie, man, she, you know, I love Jeannie. She's like one of the greatest like owners ever. But the thing is, she get too tied up to somebody, you know, like with the mm. young like players. Emotionally she'll get too, invested. Yeah, she get yeah, like she she don't like seeing players get traded and mm-hmm. get you know stuff like that. She you know, and that's an a and it's cool. But you have to remember, this is a business as well. Yeah, and that's that's yeah. Doctor Bus, Doctor Bus will get you up out of here. <laughs> Bro, like, could you imagine yeah, yeah. if Doctor Jerry Bus is running this team right now? Could you just imagine? Everyone getting traded. Every, I'm gonna right now. If if, if Doctor Bus was running this organization, they don't get Russ. Hey, get if Doctor Jerry Bus was running the, the, our business, LeBron would have been in L.A. when Kobe was alive. When Kobe Absolutely. was playing. Yep. Yep. Probably. Yeah, there, probably there was a Bleacher Report probably reported Kobe's, that. Kobe's last couple years, they would have got Bron. Sure. Bleacher Report reported that the Dr. Jerry Buss is interested in going to get Bron. And mm-hmm. I mean, how could LeBron, I mean, just imagine, how could Bron sit in front of Dr. Jerry Buss and say, no, I don't want to come to and L.A. And then you bring in Magic Johnson, too? Yeah, it would have been over with. Yeah, no, nah, it, it would have been great. You know, you, you would have had LeBron. Because at the time, Kobe was probably, you could say he was at the tail end of his career. So, you know. Or that, or that Chris Paul deal would not go down the way he did as well. I that's believe, um, yeah, you know. Yeah. I mean, a that's a good of, point. That's a good Dr. point. Dr. Butts, I don't think that, I don't think he even tries to go get him. Because I, yeah. I don't know. Because that thing, that, that whole, because David Stern was a part owner of uh that was weird though, bro. Like how you that was that was crazy how that this no really it about, Yeah, no one really talked about David Stern being a part owner. Yeah. Like that's kind of the first time a lot of people realized he was a part owner. Yeah, and, shoot, and, that was the part the first time I heard that. Because <laughs> yeah, I, I again I really don't really keep up with the owners like that. Because the only time we really keep up with them is in football, because the owners make that that big three of them. Yeah. Dan Snyder, um, Rob, uh, Robert Kraft, and um, Jerry mm-hmm. Jones. Them yeah. dudes be controlling a lot. But in basketball, it's not really like that. And it was yeah. the first time that, like, when the commissioner kind of nixed it, I was confused. And then I looked into it, and I'm like, who's Momo on a team? I'm like, what? Mm-hmm. That's kind of shady. Hey, did you hear about the – did y'all hear about the Suns owner? Like, did y'all hear what's going on down there? So – I did. I heard bits and pieces. Can I refresh my memory a little bit? So – uh, go ahead, Freddie. If if you want this one, you can, you can take it if you want. Uh, I kind of I, mean, I kind of remember bits and pieces of him sending uh, racials, you know, talking racist, you know, sexual harassment and stuff like that. And it was reported that they had enough evidence to really sit him down, but you just really haven't heard any much, you know, pretty much, you know, that was last week. Yeah, I haven't heard anything since then, but I just think it's kind of crazy. Like it came out the, I believe it came out the day the Lakers playing Phoenix. I believe, like it was just like. Real crazy, like yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I would say I, I kind of heard bits and pieces that he was um, because I know the Suns released a statement, and um, the Phoenix Mercury, the WNBA team, they released a statement as well um, in regards to that. But it's just like it's one of those things where it's like I, it's not surprising. Like, what did you expect? You have these white men in power making all this money, you know, dictating, you know, what, what's going on. And it's like, you, you don't think that they're racist? Like, did you, did you, not did you see Ennis Kenner's shoes last night? I believe he said something like modern day slavery. And I'm like, 
Like, yeah, I love that part. Like, you know, it takes Ennis courage Kenner, to say that. Ennis Kanner is, is one thing he isn't is somebody that's scared or that's going to tuck their tail as far as it comes to, like, any kind of social issues. He's going to go mm-hmm. at it with anybody and say whatever he feels on his heart. He's not going to sugarcoat it. He's going to say exactly what he feels and what comes to, comes to mind. So you got to, you definitely got to respect him as a man. And he's a good teammate, too. And I he's mean, a good teammate. He arrived mm-hmm. with you. He arrived with you. Yeah, I mean that's what the man. I think that's what the Lakers really missing. Like when you look at this team, you we, we really need riders, that. Yeah, yeah we need that. We really need that dog. You know, like mm-hmm. we know, like one thousand percent. You know, we know they gonna like you ain't. This ain't no. And that's what I thought was wrong with us last year as well. That we was too soft. You know, mm-hmm. I mean these teams are not afraid of the Lakers. I mean, like we people was afraid of that Golden State Warriors team. You know, they was afraid mm-hmm. of that team. Yeah. You know, they was afraid of, you know, that Miami Big Three. Mm-hmm. You know, they're not afraid of this Laker team. I don't I don't believe so. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah, and you're right. You definitely got a point with that. I, I definitely could, could see that as well. Like, they, they're not – they don't have that – they definitely don't have that same um, – that same that same just grit about them, I guess, is is more so um would be the be the appropriate word. And um they uh, that bubble team definitely they definitely had it. They had a lot to prove and I think Brown has to he has to unlock that in his mind that, you know, they that this team has everything to prove because they I mean you got three all you got a, a bunch of all stars, honestly, outside of the big three. But yeah, Melo needs them. Mm-hmm. But Melo, Melo, I mean, Melo's been playing pretty well, like so far. You know what I'm saying? They're like Melo, Russ. Yeah, um, yeah. They need to come with that mindset, like, yo, we yeah. got stuff to prove. Yo, yeah, y'all, um, don't, y'all don't have the one yet, so y'all, there's no reason for y'all to be lackadaisical or for y'all to be like just coasting by. Like, y'all, Brian can afford to coast by. He got four reasons why he can coast by. Y'all yeah. can't. <laughs> you know? Yeah, AD, AD, you want to be compared to Tim Duncan? Well. <laughs> to be compared to yeah. him, you have to win, you know? Yeah, Tim Duncan so. was a dog. He was a quiet dog, but he was a dog nonetheless. You no, know, People knew how to play with Tim Duncan. And I'm not going to lie. I'm loving what I'm seeing out this new end today. I believe he's averaging like 28 points, 12 yeah. rebounds. Like, hey, we need to see this on a daily basis, on a mm-hmm. daily basis. But we need um, him to step up and be a better leader, too. So check this out. Um, One of the Lakers beat writers just wrote this, what Frank Vogel told LeBron in practice today. Frank Vogel asked Lakers to raise their commitment to defense in rare game day in a rare game day film session. Frank Vogel was trying to fix the Lakers defense and asked team to try harder or also blaming himself for not making their responsibilities more clear to them. I'm telling you right now. Okay, I like that. I I don't like it. I love it. I Mm -hmm. love it because not only is he holding everybody accountable. He's holding himself accountable. Mm-hmm. A lot of coaches be like, man, these players, they got to step up this out of the third. Frank Vogel is saying, yeah, they need to step up, but so do I. We all mm-hmm. need to step up, and I am I love it. I have absolutely no issues with it whatsoever. I, I, I'm, I, I love it. I really do. I don't, know, I don't know how you feel about Freddie. I don't know if you you – you're not in your head, so it seems like you agree with me. Yeah, yeah I, like, I mean, I, like it I mean, I like it, you know. You, but you know, I'm, I'm I want to see it, you know. We, we, everybody can, you know, we can talk, talk, talk. But okay, Frank, let's see, you know, playing the Cavs tonight. You know, they're three and two, but we should take care of our business. Let's let's be honest. I mean, I know Cleveland's a much improved team from last year, but we should still take care of our business. Sunday, are we they, got are they in? Are they in Cleveland or in LA? No, they're in LA. In LA. Um, Sunday, LA? you got Houston. Tuesday, you got Houston. Thursday we got OKC. We should we should win these next four games. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what shows I me. I'd say I would say three or four. No, no, oh, what shows because you still have to implement Rust. That's still a work in progress. So that's yeah. What I, you know what I'm but saying? you you, you to These show improvement teams, though. though. Yeah, they're, to they're show improvement, teams, yeah. I, we need to see. But after that, you get Portland. You know, that game, you know, Damian Lillard's not going, but we don't know what he's going to look like by the issue. Damian Lillard can turn it. You know, we we know he can get high at any moment. Yeah, and then you got Charlotte. That's a good young team. Yeah. And then you got Miami. That would be a tough one. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, these next four games, they definitely need to try to get some kind of chemistry going yeah, they before go it gets a little bit harder. So, um, just real quick, because you brought up the whole uh, Phoenix Suns thing. What he said hasn't yet been released. So, right, because I was trying to make sure, because last time I caught up with it, what happened was the it basically was leaked that the NBA is preparing something to, in essence, expose him to forcibly remove him from ownership of the Suns. Now, mm. what he said, there's really no one really knows what he said because the, the, the league is still kind of, they're still trying to do it. Um, supposedly, so this is the exact quote. Um, this is the exact tweet. Um, the NBA is preparing for a massive story accusing Suns owner Robert Sarver of racism, sexism, and sexual harassment in a series of incidents, sources say, with enough evidence to support such claim, there's a real chance the league will forcibly remove the owner. So, again, nothing really came out. They're just basically saying, hey, we're putting it together. We're going to leak it. Um, when asked um, about the, um, the stuff, the Suns kind of said the Suns released a statement, which the statement really wasn't from the Suns, which I don't understand at all because it, it was from um from uh, what's it called the uh, uh the president I forgot his name but it, it was a mm-hmm. president long story short saying we're shocked by this we don't you know we that's not the guy we know we've never heard anything like this before basically defending him um. And Sarver was just kind of like, I'm shocked. I never heard of this anything before in my life. So he he says, this is the exact quote. I'm woefully shocked. Wolf, that's how you know he he's he's old. Um, oh no, woefully. My bad. Woefully. So let me ask you a question. Let's say they sit him down. Uh-huh. Would you guys like? Would you guys want like? Let's say I'm talking about a. I'm talking thinking of a um. Former Suns player, maybe a Charles Barkley to come out and buy the buy the Suns. I would love that. Yeah, yeah. I, I, think, I, I think that should happen more. That should happen more. Honestly, yeah. I'm, I'm just I'm just shocked that Charles Barkley doesn't have a stake already. He must be down. He's it. not. He's not really all that intelligent. <laughs> you got let's just keep, let's just, yeah, let's just yeah, I, I, I like Charles Barkley, but I can't stand him when he's yeah, talking about yeah, the Lakers. Exactly. Like, bro, I, I, like, can't, I can't stand him when he's talking, period, most of the time. I, I hate him, but not 100 percent Um if they if if they really do fire him, because again, we don't know what's going on. We mm-hmm. don't know. There's for all we know, it could just be a couple people saying stuff. You know, a, a couple mm-hmm. a couple people could say, Oh, you know. Like the janitor can come out and be like, "Oh, you call me the N word that one time," and if we ask for a context, he'll kind of start stuttering. So we really don't know. It, it could be like he he called the woman beautiful, and she had a bad day, and she was like, "Oh no, that's." We don't really know the whole context. And, yeah, and you know, and right now people got to be smart. What you say, man. We live in a time, day and age, where people they're not going to hold back anymore. If they mm-hmm. if you say something, bro, like, hey, this is not where you know years ago. 
where this in ownership, you know, oh, this is a goody good group, you know, this is you know, yeah, white no, boys, uh-uh. niggas, it's, it's ain't that, uh-uh. it ain't that no more. No, it ain't. Right. No, Which, it ain't. You know, it's 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 interesting. And on top of that, if I'm not mistaken, doesn't he own a WNBA team? Yeah, I believe, yeah, yeah, I believe this, I think this. he's part on that, and that's why the, the Mercury made a statement because I want to say he's a part owner of that team. Mm-hmm. Yes, he is. Oh, I just, it's kind of funny because I was just looking into it. Yeah, um, the he owns the Mercury. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but yeah, but see, the thing about it, Pride, is too, and um, that you mentioned earlier is that granted, we don't know exactly what he said or what's going on, but if it's enough for them to say we're going to expose him and sit him down to get him out of there, it had to be something, something where. They got something, and they got something that where they can prove it, where he can't run from it, to the point where teams are already making statements before it even comes out because they know once it, it's it's the same thing with the Clippers. They know when it, once it hits the wall, it's it's over with. So it's it's gotta be it's gotta be something significant. And like I said, it's gotta be something that they can pinpoint and that somebody was able to prove, whether it's recorded or written down or yep. it's something. It's something. It's something. I mean, that that is a good point. The fact that we kind of. Is basically saying, you know, yeah, they're trying to jump out in front of it before it, it crashes and burns because they know once we find out about it, that's when it's going we're gonna have real discussions there. It's gonna get real uncomfortable. Hey, you guys, I'm about to hop off. I'm just thank you for letting allowing me to come on to be the teacher that I am to oh, teach you pride, oh Elena. Elena. Elena, don't let mm. this man pump your head because you're smarter than this, Elena. I, oh I believe God. in you, Elena. It's oh hey, I believe in you. Don't let him pump your brain up because you know, oh don't God. don't let him. But it was fun, you guys. All right, Freddie, be safe, bro. All right, y'all take it easy. Oh man! All right, Elena. So we got one more topic. Okay. Before we send it home, what you Golden got for State me? Warriors. Four mm-hmm. one, they lost a closer mm-hmm. to the Grizzlies. They lost by three. Yes, yeah, like really a real, a real good game. Rest it, it, was, it was a very entertaining game. So here's the question: mm-hmm. Is it, it is are the Warriors still a dynasty, and can they still compete? In the, are they still legitimate threat, a threat in the West? Um, dynasty, I don't think they are. I mm-hmm. think that I think that there is, as far as dynasty, there's a chink in their armor because they don't have Kevin Durant anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, now, can they still be a threat? Absolutely. I mean, as long as you have two of the best shooters that we've ever seen, you always have a chance because the chances are of them both going cold in the same night is, is slim to none. I mean, one, you know, and they both they both have proven that they can take over games and and, and be the deciding factor, as well as the fact mm-hmm. that they have they have uh, they're a perfectionist that I don't know what it is about that organization, but they know how to to build around their stars like they are exceptionally great at putting role players around Stephen clay to to highlight what they do best and to kind of cover what they don't do best um you know they they run they run a great offense as far as like you know move like a lot of screens moving the ball well everybody kind of touches the ball getting the best shot instead of just what's open um, so, I mean, they're always going to be a threat as, as long as they have those two guys. Um, but as far as a dynasty, it, it doesn't feel, even though that the, the, like they're back winning again, it doesn't feel the same like it felt in those previous Golden State Warriors years when they like when they first started winning and it was like, okay, this team could like really be historic. It doesn't have that same feeling this year. It just has that feeling that, oh, like they might be, you know, we talking about the, we talking about the Lakers and we talking about all these other teams, but let's not forget about Golden State like that's kind of how that's the kind of feeling that I get as far as with this Golden State team like I said they're still they're always going to be a threat but 
I don't think that they're a dynasty anymore. Yeah, I'm 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 there with you. You know, before it, it felt just it just felt like it was Golden State versus everybody else. Right? Yeah. Now yeah. that a lot of people are now a lot of teams in the West are stepping up, you know. I will say this. I, I so it's a it's a no then yeah. So are they still a dynasty? No, I'm with you there, but I do believe there's still a legitimate threat. I believe the linchpin is really going to come down to Clay Thompson. Um, mm-hmm. I, I, I was talking, we were talking with Mike about this. Mm-hmm. He doesn't know whether or not Clay will be able to come back and be the same, which is a very mm-hmm. valid, you know, that's a very valid question, you know? Absolutely. So, you no, know, because if I'm not mistaken, it was the Achilles on the left and then the ACL on the right. Mm-hmm. 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 And for this stuff to happen like that, you know what I mean? Like back to back, it's been mm-hmm. a while since he played. Is not only is his cardio, but remember, this is the same dude who he, he needs to guard their best player. Mm-hmm. That kind of a mm-hmm. kind of helps this whole thing mm-hmm. go off. So it's it's gonna be a concern if Clay comes back 80% Clay. Mm-hmm. This Warriors team has the potential to be a top two seed in the West mm-hmm. because of mm-hmm. how dangerous they are. And and you mentioned Kevin Durant a year before Kevin Durant, 73-9. Mm-hmm. So you know. Mm-hmm. So we've seen this team kind of, you know, do their thing. Again, I'm with you. They're not a dynasty, but I'm going to tell you something, man. They're definitely still a team that you need to worry about when you're in the West. Forget the West, mm-hmm. all the NBA. Because, mm-hmm. again, like you said, Clay could go nuclear, right? Mm-hmm. And again, this is the same dude who will put up more shots than he takes dribbles, and he'll, mm-hmm. he'll be efficient with those. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Steph, obviously, you still you got, you got to worry about Steph no matter where he goes. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's – for me personally, it's my thing. The way I'm looking at this, I like I said, it all really comes down to, um, it all really comes down to Clay. If Clay could come back and be similar to how he was, mm-hmm. mm, I, 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 yeah, I, I, yeah, yeah, they're gonna make noise. Like I said, if if Clay can, even if Clay's not a hundred percent, let's just say he's eighty percent, they still. I mean, you still gotta account. Like you know what I'm saying? Like you can't. You can't play, um, you know, you can't double stuff because then you leave the opportunity for Clay to get hot. And we all know if Clay gets hot, he's, I mean, he can get hot with the best of them. So, I mean, even if he's not at 400%, you still have to account for them even if Clay's at 80 just because he's just that deadly. Like, he's just that sharp when it comes to shooting. And, um, you know what I'm saying, as far as that, the only part that I guess that I really worry about Clay is the defensive side of the ball just because of the, the lateral movement and having to bend your knees and like is he gonna trust his body enough to hold up that's that would be my only like i guess little little bump in the road or little hiccup as far as when it comes to go to state but if he's if he is able to have that good enough lateral movement and you know what i'm saying like i said shooting comes natural to him he don't really have to drill like he's not a guy that needs to create his own shot to get his right. shot off you know what I'm saying? It's it's gonna be it's gonna work. Per- and he's in the perfect offense to kind of like slow, like ease his way back in. Like he yep. doesn't have to be like a like you said, like a Russ or a, a Giannis or a Braun, where it's like you know athleticism is the majority of his game. So he has right. to you know slash the basket and like he does he doesn't have to do that. They run a lot of screens, a lot of, they run a lot of pick and rolls. You know what I'm saying? They their offense is predicated for him to like I said ease his way back in. To the point where they need they get him right right when they need him to be, which is like right before the playoffs or in the playoffs. And you know right. what I'm saying? Like you said, you gotta account for them. You have to account for them. Yeah, hundred percent. And and not only that, like you said, like I think my thing is is Clay has been one of the most underrated shooters ever. 
And it's crazy when I say that, but me personally, I have Clay as the best shooter of all time. That's just me, right? And I have him there because of how nuclear he can go, right? And I think right now, and again, if you want to have Steph, it's fine. My personal debate, in my personal opinion, it really comes down to, you know, Steph and Clay are fighting for one. Whoever doesn't get one gets two. And then everyone else is just fighting just to hope they're in the conversation for three. That's kind of how my whole thing is with that. And the reason I say Clay's becoming a little underrated is because we haven't seen him in so long that people expect him to come back and not even be that guy anymore. They expect him to come out and all of a sudden just lay a goose egg. And the thing is, is I understand the injuries, but we're still talking about a guy who, again, one of the greatest shooters of all time, no matter where you want to put him. This is a guy who's extremely efficient with those shots as well. This isn't a guy who all of a sudden just doesn't really, you know what I mean? He picks up bad shots. He put up some great shots. This is a guy who, if you give him the ball, I mean, bro, he he's almost averaging 20 points per game. Shooting four, oh, like about 42% from three. This is a dude who can do, you know, like, he, he can do it. I'm not going to say he can do it all. But in terms of being the number two guy, you give him the ball, he's got a nice mid-range, which I think is, is people don't really talk about that a lot. He's got a nice mid-range. Obviously, he can shoot. And at the end of the day, it, it all really comes down to whether or not he can come back healthy. And I, I believe he can. That's just me. I believe he can. Will he be 100%? I don't know. But I don't think it'll be to the point where people are like, "Oh my God, why is he? Why does he still have a? Why? Why is he still in the rotation?" I don't think it's gonna get to that point. I think we'll be able to get to a point with him where we can just look at him and say, "You know what? He's still that guy. He's still balling. He's still hooping. Mm-hmm. He might take a slight step down, but I don't think it's gonna be bad to the point where people are gonna start questioning why is he even still in the league." Yeah, no, no, not at all. I don't think the drop off is gonna be that gonna be that vast for him like I said my only concern is just the the defensive side of the ball just because like I said he's it, you there's so much lateral movement like you have to bend your legs so much so it's like it's that wear and tear like it's being that he hasn't played in what almost two years now yep so so it's like that that wear and tear working yourself and back at the NBA shape because it's one thing to practice it's one thing to rehab but NBA shape is completely different than just practicing and rehabbing. So it's like, can can his body withstand that? Is it is he now going to be more injury prone? Is he is he going to get nicked up here and there? And is he going to be able to take? Like, there's just a lot of things that that go into that. But if the answer is yes, then you absolutely have to consider the Golden State Warriors being, like you said, a top two team because that nucleus still works. People still haven't really solved that that puzzle as far as how to truly stop that team because you have to just kind of pray that. Both of them go cold, <laughs> and no, it's like and the the chances of that are slim to none. It it really is, and, and that that's really what it comes down to: the fact that you have two guys who rarely go cold, and the fact that they it's it's rare that they go cold, and it's even rarer that they both go cold on the same night. at the same time. Yeah, so the yeah, fact yeah, that you yeah, need yeah. to go in the game hoping and praying, it's um to me that's funny. That's why yeah. I, I, <laughs> yeah. a, a healthy golden state. That's a good state, problem to have. Exactly. To have. A, healthy, a healthy golden state. I'm telling you, it, it and I, I'm pretty sure you and I both agree on this. They're dangerous. They're not the best. Sure. You know sure. what I mean? Like, I'm not going to say, you know, oh, yeah, they're going to be a number one over. They're not going to go to 73 and nine days, but no. they are definitely 110%. Um, they, they can make noise. And the noise they'll make, it will be thunderous. Yeah, no, fa- facts. And um, I don't know if you've noticed this, but Steph looks like a man on a mission right now. Yes. And his he looks mind, like, like, I'm trying to prove, I'm trying to keep us in contention. Mm-hmm. So when Clay comes back, we put him in here and then we, we're good yeah. to go. 
Like he's looking, he's looking unanimous MVP stuff right now. Yes, and what he's trying to do, what I, it looks like to me, what he's trying to do, he's trying to make sure. Look, when Clay comes back, there's no pressure on him to be that guy again. Yeah, you don't need that. You know what I mean? Don't put pressure on yourself. Yeah, because a lot of people, a lot of people predicated his success off of the fact that he has Clay too, and I think that's another reason is because like even with the whole, if you take the whole KD step out of it and you just break it down just to, to the two of them. Right. I think he feels that a lot of people say, well, you know, Steph can do what he does because he has a Clay Thompson. So it's like, well, now I don't need a Clay Thompson because I'm look what we're doing without him. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Especially last year, like they were in the play-in situation. They had like the whole Draymond thing. Like, so it was like, you know, there's just a lot of, I think a lot of things that are factoring in Steph's mental is, is why he's playing the way he's playing because like mm-hmm. he's playing, he's playing like motivated basketball. Like he's playing like yes. something to prove basketball. Like, when he for when he it's kind of like that that 2016 like seven and three and nine team like he's kind of yes. playing like that again, but just with with more confidence and it's not he's more sure of himself now which is scary because it's like dude what else do you really have to prove <laughs> like hundred percent like you and and you're right you know he's trying to do whatever it is he's got to to do to prove that you know like bro look man I understand it's been a few years and. You know, I have, you know, last year we kind of had what a lot of people call a down year. And, you know, I mean, mm-hmm. and, you know, then I had to play, you know, backseat to KD. But yeah, understand, I played backseat to KD because I chose to. Don't, yeah, not because I had to. Yeah. 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 yeah, I mean, like, and that's something that a lot of people kind of tend to forget about when they talk about mm-hmm. it. But this is something that, that, that I tell people, not a lot of people understand. KD was a luxury, not a necessity. When KD Man, say that. Here, he made them. He made them a virtual unbeatable in a seven game series. Mm-hmm. But without KD, and we even saw that during stretches, without KD, if Clay they're still a top two team. And not only that, with with KD out, and if Clay's healthy, you could make a legit argument that they beat the Toronto Raptors in that. They fight. for sure would, because Clay was going off up until he, the fact that he got exactly, right before he got injured. He was, he was going, going off. off, right? So yeah. we'll see. And I, I, and, and it's crazy. I'm not even the biggest Golden State fan in the world. But I'm out here. I'm out here cheering them on like I'm a cheerleader. I'm like, <laughs> oh man, you got it. See, he talking about I gotta get away from you. You gotta get away from him. I hundred percent. I do. I do. I'm about to be like Fred. Ward, we're not talking no more, bro. Because he he killing you, bro. Follow us on Twitter at Prideful Takes. Your boy be arguing with people on Twitter. My life goal, by the way, is to be blocked by half the people on Twitter. So, I think you're almost there, Pride. I'm, I'm getting there. there. I'm getting there. I'm, I'm getting blocked, and it feels great. You know what I mean? Like you go to find them, it says you, you know, you go to their page, it says you've been blocked. I pat myself on the back. I'm like, I'm going to 100%. Catch on Facebook at Prideful Takes. Uh, I do my pickums uh, for the NFL on there. I might start doing NBA pickums, but I'm gonna have to wait on that because this season already has been kind of crazy, and I wanna, mm-hmm. I wanna be a cornball and wait until that way I can pretend to be smart. Um. If you don't have Facebook, your luck. We're also on YouTube at Prideful Takes. Visit our website, www.pridefultakes.com. Not only is every episode of the podcast up there, but we have also have original articles. And I know I'm ugly as shit. That's what we have in Spotify, <laughs> the Prideful Takes podcast. Elena, as always, yeah. it's been a pleasure. Next time, this, next time we do this, Freddie's not going to get involved because yeah. he, he's poison. He's trying to poison you. You're above it, though. You're so, <laughs> you're too above for the friend. You're too above it, so that's why it doesn't affect you. You know what I mean? But absolutely, I don't want you to be in a toxic environment. So we are gonna try to keep it as far away from Freddie as possible. Elena, any last words? 
Uh, last words, man, make sure y'all check out the podcast. Of course, with my boy Pride, also check out From the Ground Up podcast. Make sure y'all follow and stream that as awesome as well. And Pride, I'll see you in a couple hours, man. <laughs> oh, well, let, let's see, because I'm telling you right now, man. He's a runner. He's a track star. I'm telling you, <laughs> he ain't gonna hit me up. I'm telling you, he ain't gonna hit me up. I'm a, I'm, I'm a, I need you to back me because you know he's gonna come at me crazy. I need you to have matter that fact, Matter of fact, I'm gonna be in the shadows. I'm gonna be in the shadows. Like, yeah, I, just I, lurk I, in the comments. Even I'm if you're not on the show, just lurk in the comments. I'm not even gonna say nothing. I'm, I'm gonna be quiet. The instant he comes at you sideways, the first and only <laughs> comment I'm gonna put, send me the link. And we'll see. <laughs> and when I get there, I'm telling you. It's go from Freddie. I'm gonna get a link from Freddie. I'm gonna hop in there, and I'm telling you, it's gonna be me and you back to back, and we gonna be we gonna be fighting. We gonna be swinging, and we ain't going down because I'm telling you, when I, when we get there, no one no no one's stopping us, bro. Our facts are too hard. Our facts are too hard. Man. I'm gonna hit him over the head with a brick. As always, it's your boy Pride on behalf of Elena. It's been real. We will see you guys on Monday. Oh my goodness. Show that. I, I keep forgetting it's Friday, but yeah, we will see you on Monday. Be safe. Knew where that was going. That was a great read. Lillard from the logo. That'll quiet the two on the season. Second and one for the Bills. They handle the rush. Allen looking. It's out. Two to Shohei Otani. Center field. Let's watch it go. Did several of those inside low kicks.